Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, this is Jeff Zog from the Dad Awesome Podcast. I love the Crazy Cool Family, and specifically, I hopped into Basecamp. All of these resources, the video resources, the specific guides that let me put the names of my daughters and my wife, and just showing me visually, hey, am I making progress? What areas can I attend more to? So I'm so thankful. I want to encourage you guys to hop into Basecamp, sign up, dive into those first intro videos. It's been so helpful for my family. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Hi, guys. So excited to be with you today as we go through fighting for your family. Tell them what FIGHT stands for, Suzanne. Yeah, I just love that God just kind of dropped these ideas into our mind about how we're going to fight for our family. Not punch fight, but just fight fight. And so we've already talked about faith. We've got to build that that groundwork of faith. And we've talked about inspire, that if we want to get our kids to do what we want them to do, we have to inspire them. We love to be inspired today. A lot better than nagging them. <laughs> Lecturing them and getting on to them. Exactly. Inspire them gives them the freedom to now act on it. And right. yeah, the encouragement to do that. And so today we're going to talk about giving, how we give. And then the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about affection, which which really is hugs because that's the H in the word fight. That's right. And then teaching and training will be our last podcast in this series. But we've got some more things lined up, which I'm really excited about more along the lines of this theme for fighting for your family. Yeah. And so let's talk about giving today. Yeah, so... Give. We know you as parents are, if you're listening to this podcast, you are giving <laughs> to your family. You are wanting to learn more. Yes. And so we don't, we, we don't want this to be any kind of podcast of you need to give more right. and you need to, you know, do more or whatever. This isn't about that at all. But really, we were just thinking about how do we give our best to our family? We right. love our family. We, we never see a parent that says, oh, I don't love my kids. We all love our kids. And we're saying, mm-hmm. but yeah. And we all give to our kids, but how do we give our best to our family? Because, you know, one of the things we talked about in this podcast, if we give our kids our best, they will become their best. Right. It, 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 but it really does take us giving our best. God wants us to give our best to our kids. So we thought we'd just start with maybe why do we give? What is the, what's the spiritual, what's the biblical background of why we give as parents? Well, I think that I think, you know, to answer that pretty lofty because God gave us Jesus. I mean, because he did the ultimate sacrifice. He gave the ultimate sacrifice. He gave the ultimate giving act, if you will. And so I think that because he did that, he paved the way and you know, we were talking about that with Maddox, and he was just saying as he we we just got through reading through the Bible as a family. And he was saying as he went through the New Testament and the gospels in particular, he was just overwhelmed with how Jesus talked about giving. Well, he defined, Maddox said, Jesus defined love as giving. Right. Give give unto these. When you give to the poor, when you give to the needy, when uh, you're giving to me as if you're giving to me. Give the, the coat off your back. Get, go the extra mile. All the different things he talks about giving. And, and so, he even talked about taking care of the little kids. You know, give how you give to those, how you treat those are going to be how you treat me and, and make sure that you treat them well. 
And so I think about that, that that's exactly what God did in the very beginning. He gave Adam and Eve the Garden of Eden. And so he gave them this beautiful place to live. And then throughout all of Scripture, he talks about what he gave, how he gave to us, his children. And the whole time being the example of us is how do we as parents, because we call God Father, and so he's our example. And so what does that look like? to us as parents, what does that look like as we give to our children? Yeah, and Paul even talks about it in Philippians. He says, do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. He, he says, give as Jesus gave to us, that he was the ultimate giver. He humbled himself, right. became obedient to the point of death, it goes on to say in that passage, and even death on a cross. And so God really does tell us to give. And so I think a lot of times kids don't understand the concept of God and God's giving and what God's given. And so how that is exemplified for them is through us as parents. And so when we give, when we sacrificially give, when we take our coat off because it's cold and we put it on them, Mm -hmm. or when we actually feed them, you know, we are, we are showing them that a loving, kind God gives, and this is what it looks like so that when they are old enough to understand that they've actually had that example laid out and it's like oh this is what this is what loving and giving looks like and I think that one concept parents don't grasp a lot is how giving really benefits us too <laughs> yes. that that when we give to our kids and we give to our family and, and give our best to our family that then they yeah. start to give back to us in terms of obedience they get back to us in terms of having a good relationship with them and all the things, the blessings that God give gives back to us through family. Yeah, I love that. Even if you think about that as mamas, you know, as we see um, our kids run up and give us a hug, you know, they hug our, our li- those little leg hugs for little <laughs> kids or laughter. There's nothing better than a teenager laughing. Right. I mean, sometimes it's at us as parents, yep. but sometimes often, often it's at us. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it's with us too, and that's yeah. that's rewarding. That's right. the benefit that we're talking about. That's our paycheck, if you will, for all that we've done when we give. Yeah. And so parents, one, we give because Jesus gave to us, but also because God blesses us through our giving. We think we are getting benefit through doing things for ourselves, but really when we give, it creates this culture where God, in our home, where God can give back to us. And we, it creates an upward spiral, if you will. So, Well, not only that, but it pleases God too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're doing that, and at Hebrews 13, 16 says, do not neglect doing good and sharing for such sacrifice God is pleased with. And so that, knowing that too, I know that sometimes mom, we feel like, oh my gosh, I give all day long. I give everything to to this child, you know, I grew them in my body. I fed them off my body. I've I can't given say up, that. I've given up all, sleep for the first, you know, year or two of my life. I've now I'm, you know, I talk to moms all the time. Now they're like, yeah, I just feel like I'm a chauffeur now. Right. You know, you're just giving up your freedom throughout the day. You're giving and giving and giving and giving. Well, just know that your paycheck is one, the the response that your kids give you, but it's also, it pleases God. You're pleasing God. He's You're doing exactly what he wants you to do with the little gifts he's given you in your life little people. And I think that what happens with parents a lot, especially in our busy world we're in today, yeah. that we we feel like we're giving a lot, but maybe we're not giving our best. And and how do oh, we that's how good. do we put that's good. how do we and one of the things that we have tried to do in our family and try to teach others 
at Crazy Cool Family is how to give your best, how to build your life. It's not just, you know, so many times we're just running around and we're just doing and doing and doing. Doing the day. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> doing we, the and at the end of the day, we're like, what did I really do and what really happened? But I believe that if we think about things throughout the life of our family, maybe from a yeah. bigger picture perspective, how are we going to structure our world, our family world, so that we are able to give our best to the kids and, and to our family and to our, right. not just to our kids, but to my wife? How do I, because if I give to my wife and I build her up and help her be her best, then she's going to be able to give more to our family and things like that. How do we build structures in our lives? How do we build themes in our lives? What does it look like? to be able to give our best to our family. Yeah, and so as I look back over our lives, I think of the places where where there was a choice that had to be made, where we had mm -hmm. to decide, okay, what is it gonna be best for our family? Is it gonna be best for our marriage? Is it going to be best for our church? Is it gonna be best for the business? Is it, what's it going to be best for? And we had to choose at this place and time what it is we were going to do. You know, one of the examples I think about from, from my own life and what affected our our family was, uh, there was a time in my life as we started having more kids, I felt like the Lord say, You're, you need to get home. And right. I now I was not traveling, I was working in Dallas. And but I felt like that what God was saying to me was, I was he was going to give me a, a job, a career path that was going to be local, right. because I needed to be present more with my family. I didn't know how that would result. But I started to look for things that would get me home more local. For, now, again, doesn't mean that you everybody needs to be local. I'm not saying that to all the right. moms and dads there, but, but, you, but, the, but that's where God spoke to me about it. And it was a way, it was, it was designed to be present with my family more. Yeah, and so I think about that because that was a sacrifice because he gave up the big wig job in Dallas so that he could be more local so that he could. And just the simple fact of not commuting exactly. made me more accessible to our family. And that helped our family a lot during the season when we were raising seven kids. Well, and I think another thing that Don did, which was crazy sacrificial as well, was that he, he, did, he wasn't gone every weekend hunting or didn't spend all day Saturday playing golf. He actually coached basketball teams for our kids or baseball teams for the boys. And so he actually turned in even more. He not only took his business time and put it more toward home, but you also took your leisure time, your entertainment time, even your break time, if you will, and you put that toward our family as well. And for you, you know, you didn't work outside the home. Right. You know, you were you were present. We um, we chose to uh, homeschool our kids. It was a tremendous for a season for a season. Yeah, it was a, for for a, in their younger years, and it was a tremendous sacrifice. I remember you going to the book fairs and all the curriculum and stuff right. that you had to go buy. You know, so and again, we're not saying that you have to. Dads, you can't work in Dallas or travel or or whatever. Or you know, moms, you can't work outside the home or whatever. But just thinking about that and laying it before God and saying, what are the decisions I'm going to make? in structure in our family right. so that it may mean, you know, it could be you go on that hunting trip, you know, but 
you know, how often do you do it? Or how much time do you spend with it? Things like that. Or you take a kid with you. So that was another thing you were very good about is if he did, if Don did travel, then he would take a kid with him. I think, didn't we put Madeline on a plane to fly to you? Oh yeah, Mackenzie too. I mean, Flew to Washington for a trade show I did. We just looked for ways to, that's one one way to be your best for your family is to look to include them. Right. You know, and so as well as creating structures that make it happen. So, you know. And so another thing too is like, just super practical is if you are if mom and dad if you're both working all day then what does your evening look like and and focus on that and be intentional about that maybe have your child cook dinner with you so that you're interacting with them so that you're not all in your your rooms doing your own thing or or take a class together a ballet class, you know just something so that you are choosing to hang out together okay i never took a ballet class with my daughters <laughs> i just want you to know that but you, i would only go so far okay? <laughs> i actually never took a ballet <laughs> class with them either so don't <laughs> I was trying to diversify there, but you know, I didn't I, I do think that, that either. <laughs> would, I think that would wound my children if I took a ballet class with them. So one of the things that I want to tell this generation that we actually didn't struggle with when we, our kids were little is the cell phone. We just, I didn't have it. I didn't have it till I was 32 and the girls were already half grown and the boys were just coming along. And so, um, the, and it was a very different phone then than it is now. But I see it all the time. I see young moms. I see my my kid, my own daughters. Right. Um, that phone has got such a draw. It's got such a magnet to it. It's got such a pull to it. And so I just encourage you as you're thinking about that, that might be one very simple thing that you can set before the Lord so you don't have to change jobs. And you don't, you know, <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm quitting my job, so I'm hanging yeah. out with my kids. You don't have to do those radical changes. Maybe it's just assess, okay, how much time do I need to spend on my phone between when my kids, when we all get home from school and bedtime and maybe make some parameters there so that you are more um, present? Well, I think that's one. And I'll even elevate that theme a little bit of just being present with your family. You know, so often, you know, there's so many ways we get distracted now. It could be your phone. It could be a TV show. It could be work emails. It could be all kinds of things that divert your attention from being present with your family. So, you know, that's another, you know, we talked about building structures, but it's also just building time and being aware, hey, my kids are here or my wife is here. I'm going to, put things away so that I can focus on them. That's just a great way to give your best to your family because then you can, you can actually have those conversations and you can listen and you can do the things that are in our pillars of culture. So often we're not, so often we're not encouraging because we don't think about it because we're too busy thinking about something else. But But if we're present, we will then go, Oh, wow. I need to encourage them in that way. Wow. How, how am I going to listen to my three-year-old right now? Just mm-hmm. for that 10 minutes or whatever right. it is. Yeah. So I think that Eve, along with your being present um, or us being present, when we're present, we see things. We see the nonverbal. We see the little ho- the shoulders hanging down or we see the sad face or we see the, the walking slow. We see all of those things. <laughs> And we can speak into those things versus if we're not paying attention, then right. we're just listening to their voice and listening to their words. And their words don't carry near as much meaning as those nonverbals. So there's so many ways we can give our best to our family. You know, we do it physically. 
You know, we, we make... Oh, so these are avenues. And so the best way to... Get, so if you think about how you're going to give to your give to anything, actually, anything that you take on, whether it's your job or where you're serving or even, you know, anything, that any, any relationship that you have, there's three ways that you're going to... That's, that's the output, if you will. And that's the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual. It's how we're, we're made. It's how we're, it's how we're wired, if you will. Those are our three avenues. And so the best way to give, you know, to our kids physically, go on, tag, yeah, you're back well, in again. I just, just wanted to set it up differently. Yeah, absolutely. We have, um, I think physical is so much about energy. It's so much about how, when you think about how, you know, think about this parents, when you look at your day and you go, how am I going to give my energy to my family? We don't have any trouble saying I'm going to have, give energy to work right. or I'm going to give energy. It may be, I'm going to give energy to serving our church or whatever it is. But do we think about how are we going to give energy to our family? You know, it, it could be as, as anything from when, you know, when Madeline, our, our second daughter was one year old. She was constantly... No, she wasn't one. She was newborn, and she was a fat little heavy baby, and True. she had to be held out like this because her tummy hurt really bad. So the I, first I, three months of her life, she cried. Yeah, for the podcast, I held, had to hold her with her stomach on my hand. Yes. And so she was facing outward, and it literally made me hurt my back because I right. carried her so much that it happened. So physically, I had to give to that because she was uncomfortable, and it was the only way to help her be... Um, Un, not comfortable. Comfortable, yeah. exactly, exactly. And so, and I think that moms, we do that all the time. We are physically uncomfortable for our kids all the time. Like if you have a child that crawls in bed with you, then all of a sudden, and the kid gets in the middle of the bed, and then maybe kid number two comes and gets in the middle of the bed, and husband's asleep oblivious, and so he's got his side of the bed, so now you're hanging off the bed. <laughs> you know, so I, I mean, we but. give up our sleep, we give up our, back to our, our energy. I just think that, Oh my goodness, toddlers require so much energy. I feel like God got it backwards. <laughs> like he should have given us the energy of the toddler and the toddler the energy of the mother, you know? Right. So I think that it would have been. And so I think that just knowing that physically is one of the ways that we sacrificially give and we have to give our we have to give our best because while doing that, when doing that, that shows our kids. It, it might even be purposeful about giving your teenager a hug. You know, I mean, just going oh, because, definitely. you know, you're thinking, okay, how am I going to give life? How am I going to give my best? You know, there are a lot of times they, they may resist it, but you give them a hug anyway, because that's, that's a physical way to uh, interact with them. Well, and you're, and you do that with your teenagers because you, you're chauffeuring them all over the place. You're taking them places. You're, you're getting them food. You're, I mean, physically, I feel like it's easy to take care of our, their physical needs because they're pretty demanding and they're right there. Like we're automatically going to take care of physical needs emotional needs I feel like are a little bit harder to take care of I think it creates even more of a sacrifice from us as parents to mm -hmm. give emotionally because one of the things that we have to be as parents is we have to be emotionally healthy we have right. to not be basket cases we have to not be angry we have to be our best selves and give that to our children so they can see what a best self looks like <laughs> and, and my goodness it takes a lot of energy to listen to a three-year-old it takes a lot of energy to listen to an eight-year-old tell a story and that you may or may not really be interested in but it's so valuable that you're listening to them but it takes i go back to what we said at the beginning we have to have energy. That's what you're saying, being emotionally healthy. But then we have to 
purpose to give energy into the relationship. And so what does that look like emotionally as we're saying that? And you said encouraging, listening, you know, having us having our own self-control, being available. We talked about it earlier, being present, being there. I mean, so one of the ways that I emotionally, sacrificially gave for our children is that when the girls were teenagers and they were out late, Maddox to even now. I mean, I stay up till 1 a.m. at least twice a week now, waiting for Maddox to come home from his event and visiting with him and down, you know, having him download what it is that's going on and having that connection point. He's an external processor, and so he wants somebody to process. I'm usually asleep during that time, (laughs) but you know that. that, And so, but there's been times that he's come into our room and we both, you know, we're like ready to turn the light out so close, and then he comes in and we're like, yes, bring it because emotionally we want to be there for you. We want to give you what you need um, because that's valuable and that's important and if you're not talking to us who are you talking to we want it to be us and sometimes parents you can (laughs) you can tag team that I mean in terms of it doesn't have to be both of you all the time if you know so maybe you're like Suzanne did a great job of processing them with them when they come home you know I didn't do it as much I did it other ways you know one of the things that um, I've done with my boys is I, I go to lunch with them a lot. Yes. And so, and you know, Michael's 21. He still talks about how, when he was a junior and senior, how we would go to lunch together and how he remembers those lunches. So valuable. Yeah. And so it goes, yeah. And, just, and what I want to say is, is like, what, what's your way to do that? Right. You know, what is your exactly. way to do it? Think of and, and leaving it up to the Lord and saying, Hey God, what am I good at? And what, what, what works for me to be able to connect emotionally uh, relationally with my kids. Exactly. And so that I want to take, I want to just do one more example of you've got your teenagers and they're, they're tough to connect with emotionally. And so what does that look like? That looks like time. That looks like being available. That looks like being present with your toddlers though. It feels like all you have is time with them, right? Right. right. <laughs> it feels like the walls start closing in because they're constantly with you. And so that looks like patience. That looks like um, fun, fun mom. They want fun, you know, that right. looks like laughter. That looks like a hug when they're throwing a fit, or that looks like a fun activity that they're going to enjoy. That's what emotional stability, emotional sacrifice actually looks like with your younger kids. And I also think it's so important parents that you do this with your marriage yes like with Suzanne and I part of family is marriage (laughs) not just the kids Suzanne for example is an internal processor versus me being more of an external processor and um, when we talk I want to get to the point she likes to talk it takes more words than I like to or I don't talk at all (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) because it's like he goes what do you think about that I'm like I don't know I haven't thought about that yet (laughs) let me think about it (laughs) get back with me in three weeks (laughs) but because because we're different uh, sometimes those conversations can take a lot of energy from both of us to make them to make them be legit to make them to be good and so emotionally investing in your spouse in your kids that's a way you give your best to your family. And so the last category is spiritually. So you're physically taking care of them. You're emotionally taking care of each other. And then spiritually, I mean, obviously the best thing to do is to pray for them. I mean, that's any, any, any prayer that you send up is a, is a sweet aroma unto the Lord that is going to invest in your relationship with your spouse, with your children at a level that words and being present and all the other things, it just takes it to a whole nother level. And so that's part of it is, is just, just praying for them. You know, another thing that 
our kids have said that we did when we were um, when they were growing up is we shared our spiritual lives with them mm-hmm. that we talked to them about our lives in terms of what how God was working what we were studying uh, how God was impacting our lives and maybe even problems at work I would have I would say hey you know pray with me about this yeah. and including them involving them in things that are happening because um, you're showing them uh, uh, what they're going to be doing in the future. Right. You're giving, the, you're investing in them. Remember, what we keep talking about is, is that when we give our family our best, it allows them to be their best. Well, when you share with them your life, they're saying they're taking notes. They, yeah, they'll remember good. your stories. Yes, they'll remember yes. what you talked about and said, oh, well, Dad... In fact, Matt, Maddox to this day, he's 18 and he's a senior right now, so he's about to leave our house. But so often he'll say, Dad, the other day you said this. And I was like, really? <laughs> I did? I said that? You know? That's so wise. Because he remembers. <laughs> yeah, he remembers. Sometimes it's wise. Uh, but, but it's, you know, so sometimes it's just sharing your life with them. Yeah. And so, and then to wrap up the spiritual part of that is to just have God things involved or, or have your children involved, have your family involved in God things. And that might take some sacrifice. I don't know if your family is going to church right now or if they're involved in church, but that was one of the best ways that we got our mm-hmm. families turned on into loving Jesus is to serve in the church, to serve. Yeah, it goes back to that structure. We chose to do children's ministry. Right. And so we did it for 15 years in our church. And then as we did children's ministry, we and one, our kids were there. Right. But also then they started serving when with us. When they aged out, yeah. then they and then they tapped in. And so Maddox and McKay would actually go on Sunday morning at 9 and serve in the children's for an hour. And then they go to the church service. And we're not there. And we don't <laughs> serve in the children anymore. We yeah. pass that baton on to them. Right. But other things that we've done is we've gone on mission trips together. Mm-hmm. We've, I mean, we've, we've, all, we've each taken our kids at some point in time somewhere along the way well that was a huge sacrifice mm-hmm. um the, the the cost of it and the time away from the rest of the family and for don time away from work and so that was just another one of those choices that we made that we we chose to give to our kids so that they could spiritually experience something that we couldn't provide for them just within our home yeah you know so our kids need our best you know, they need, and, and how we give that, it'll, they need our best attitude. You know, when we give our best attitude, they will feel loved and accepted. Can I mean, hear that. If you take nothing else, take that. When you are giving your best to your kids, they will, it helps them to feel loved and accepted and it gives them confidence mm-hmm. to go conquer the world. And so we, and I know we've talked about energy so much, but I just don't feel like we can say it enough. When we give our kids our energy, what we do is we mold and shape and train them and to be mighty men that God has created them to be. And so it's, it's our energy, it's our direction that goes from us to them that sets them on the path that they need to be on. And so it's so if I if we can say anything for you to take away, it would be just remember as you're giving, your energy is one of the most valuable things that you can give along the way. And another great thing you can give your family is your example of faith. Yeah, we talked about just not just they let them see how you. So often we try to be. I feel like we we try to be different around our kids. We try to yeah. be instead of just being real and they see through it. Oh yeah, but just giving that example. Hey. When things go well, when you make mistakes, uh, you know, being that example can be a great way to give your best to your family. 
And then our time. I mean, that's really the only thing that we have here on earth that we can't really change. I mean, we can change how much money we make. We can, we can, you know, alter our health. We can, we can change, but we can't, we can't change our time. It's, it's finite. And so we, our kids need that. They need as many minutes in the day as we can possibly give them because it's in these minutes that we're giving them that their physical, emotional, spiritual selves are being built. And each minute gives the words, actions, reactions, mm-hmm. the direction, the encouragement that builds our child's identity. It literally is building who they are. And so it's the minutes in the day that that are doing that. And so we just encourage you as you look at your day, as you're choosing what to do with your minutes, as you're as you're choosing how to spend your energy, what are you going to do to make your that those choices be the best for you and for your family? Because remember that when you give your best, then your children are set up so that they can be their best. Somebody is going to build up your kids. Yeah. Somebody's some, going to raise, somebody is. Some, they are. Somebody's going to raise your kids. Yeah. And do and, we want it to be the school system? Not anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, we don't want it to be that once a week at church on Sunday. I mean, that's not near enough. They can't have an hour a week of somebody building them. Yeah. It's social media. I mean, it can't yeah. be. We could go through all the things that are building our entertainment, their peers. Yeah. And so they're getting face-to-face time eight hours a day if they're in the school system with all of that. So it's almost like parents, we've got to compete with that eight hours a day. Where are we going to get our eight hours a day, yeah. our, our our influence, our, our minutes? And so as we looked at giving, we just thought about, one, creating structures in your home, creating the choices you make. Sometimes, often, it means we got to say no. we got to say no to even good things because it makes us... Um, have the energy and the time to be able to put energy into our family and to give us give our family our best. Right. And so I, I hope I'm not stepping on any toes here because this is obviously a decision you have to make with the Lord. And so moms, if you are working outside the home, I, I mean, I pray for you. I really do because your energy is divided because you don't get to spend less energy with your family. You just have to spend have more energy to do it in work. Right. And I remember my kids saying one time, mom, do you, are you, do you regret giving up three decades of your life to raise us? Um, because basically, you know, I, I, I put, as a mom, I put my life on hold, um, so that I could train them up. And my answer is I didn't, I actually didn't put my life on hold. That's their perspective of it. And it's like, no, no, I lived my life fully and completely. And I, and I, what, and what I did along the way is I learned how to love and I learned how to show love. I learned how to build a safe haven for our kids for the next generation. I taught seven people how to be valued and loved and created for God's purpose. I'm sending seven disciples out into the world so that they can be kingdom builders as well. And so moms, that's what you're doing too. And so if you are staying at home with your kids all day long, I want to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You're doing what you've been given to do. You're doing what God needs you to do as you raise your children. And then moms, if you are out there working, just know that you have a God of the universe that will give you what you need. He's going to give you the, he's going to multiply your time. He's going to multiply your energy and he's going to give you what you need to train up those little disciples in your life. Because as parents, I feel like that we are called to sacrificially give just like God sacrificially gave when he gave his son to pave a way to get to him. 
And so that's as we wrap up our our fight series and we've got our our G forgive. I hope that that's what you walk away with. Yeah, and the whole stepping on toes things, I really feel like that there's a lot of areas that we could have stepped on toes here today because <laughs> because Okay, we're quitting our jobs yeah. and we're <laughs> well, living in a tent down by the river with our kids so yeah. we can well, roast marshmallows all day and make them happy. I'm that's so not what we're saying. Gl- I'm so glad. <laughs> That someone spoke into our lives when we were young parents yes, and said, give your best to your family. It's worth and, it. And we, we, we were, as we were talking about this podcast, we reflected back on many decisions we have made that had our best, because that was a theme. Somebody taught us that. How do you give your best to your family? And so when we would look at decisions, we would look at them through the lens of our family, not necessarily, well... Not that, you know, um, money wasn't important or right. our own personal self-interest weren't important, but right. but making the being our best for our family became a major theme of how we made decisions. And that's what we'd like to leave you with. Right. Is just leave it up to the Lord and say, and be willing to surrender that because we give to our family because God gave to us and it's worth it. You will get great value in giving to your family and giving your best to your family in structure and then also with the energy and time within that structure, within those days, within those minutes to make it happen. So any last words, Suzanne? No, except for just to think about that. Just lay that before the Lord and say, okay, God, where do you want me to give? How do you want me to give? What does that look like? And he'll tell you, and it's so sweet. And then he'll give you what you need to give what he's asking you to give yeah so go be crazy parents go be crazy givers yes crazycoolfamily.com <laughs>